Thanks for listening to Bezier. Bezier is sponsored by Superhigh, online courses for code, design, and product management. Superhigh's courses can be done in your own home at your own pace. I've been a Superhigh student since 2017 and have gone from being a designer feeling alienated by the should designers code discourse to building my own sites and now even selling web design services. My favorite part of Superhigh is the community of learners. As a Superhigh student, you're added to this huge community of all the other Superhigh students. It's filled with inspiring people from all over the world in all different places in their careers. I've gotten work there, I found podcast guests there, and even made in-person friends, all because of Superhigh. It's easy to get started. There's an online code editor. You can do it on your own schedule. There's built-in community of learners. It's got everything you need. Start learning to code, design, or product manage today at superhigh.com. I like to have my guests introduce themselves. My name is Brian. Brian Bendigo, and I'm, I'm from Nigeria, the south south part, south south part of Nigeria, uh, River State, Osaka, and uh, I'm a graphic designer. I major on uh, brand identity design, then a little bit of UI UX. I, I intend to improve my UI UX skill. And can you talk a little bit more about what you do for work? Okay, so uh, right now, what I do for work is uh, I do more of a brand identity design. Uh, then I also do some designs for visual, like for social media, you know, for for companies. Like right now, I've, I'm working for Simfirst. Simfirst is a, a digital learning solution company in Nigeria here. Then I also work for Digital Sprouts. Digital Sprouts is a customer experience design company. So I I'm friendly. I like to play a lot. I like to play a lot, and uh, I like to have a lot of fun while working, so I'm not the type of person who is all serious. I'm just you know, excited all the time, happy and doing stuff. Yeah, that's, that's basically it. And what do you do outside of work? Oh, awesome. Okay. Uh, outside of work, I like to talk, I teach. I can just basically gather people and start telling them stuff, you know, and it, 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 it's uh, the content that I share when I talk to people, I talk to people about uh, life. I believe strongly that probably I failed in school and I did well in life. Like, you know, I got, an, I got, a, I got a B in life, then I probably got uh, an E in, in school. So I, <laughs> so I want to share the experience that I have gotten and how life has stuck with stuff and share with people. And for some time now, it's interesting. So, yeah. And my understanding from your background is that you didn't go to school for design. What did you study? Yeah, oh, awesome, awesome. I did mechanical engineering in university. University of River State. Yeah. At the time when I started school, it was interesting. I wanted to do mechanical engineering. I had all types of dreams and ideas and all. So, so I got into school. Then I used to do very well in school. Like in my, you know, primary school, the younger version of school, I would do very well, good grades, good grades. Then I got into university and I thought, okay, I did very well in, in school. So now I'm in university. I should do well. But all of a sudden, it didn't quite work out as I want. But the whole school life was fun. I enjoyed myself in school. I really enjoyed myself. I really had fun. But my grades were not turning out fun too. So uh, while I, I finished, I think I had two extra years. To be, I didn't finish on time. I had two extra years. And in those years, I had to think about life. And I decided to, okay, let me just figure out what I'm going to do for a living. What I'm going to do with my life. And at the time, I have a friend, my roommate in school. 
he was a he was a web designer. He was a, I think it was a content management site platform was working with. I think WordPress. So and I looked at what he was doing and they, they were quite interesting. And I I continued looking at him. Just all I do was come back from from class and I sit down and look at him. Look at his screen. We would continue doing stuff. I looked at him. And one day he whipped out Photoshop. Like wow, that's an interesting software you're using there. And then I started watching him and I started learning and I taught learned design. I taught myself, then I started going to YouTube and I learned Illustrator and all that. So that's how I moved from mechanical engineer to graphic design. That's amazing that you are pretty much self-taught on design. Do you have any like favorite YouTube channels or other resources that helped you learn design? Basically, yeah, I, I, I collect, you know, I learn a lot. I'm fast, you know, I don't try I don't to stay on one channel. So one of the channels that really helped me is uh, the future. That's Chris Do's, uh, yeah, I watched that a lot. And especially because of the part of the world we are in, it, it, is, it is easy for people to devalue design. So when Chris Do started to talk about the, the business of design, it really connected with me. And uh, from there, I started to learn other things and I improved. So his channel was very, very good. I, I listened a lot to his channel. Can you share a bit about your process or what a typical workday looks like for you? Oh, awesome. Okay, so you know, before the lockdown thing, I'm the kind of person that likes to go out. And so going out was fun. I go to work every morning. So when I get to the office, so the office is like, it's a hub. You won't, you won't find only designers there. You're going to find other people who are working. Too. So it's like, we pay for the space to do stuff, to work. So I go to work and I sit down and I start to go through my list. What do I have for today? While I'm doing that, I have a cup of coffee in my hands and I'm talking and having, uh, having a conversation with everybody around. You know, that's generally having fun. In that process, I figure out what I'm supposed to do. I do them, then probably I have meetings to the company that I work with. I go to the meeting and I, then I just... After the meeting, know what to do, I come back to the office and basically that's our day to day. I basically from two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm exhausted. I can't work anymore. So I start to read and I probably have conversation with people that are around there. And all the work with business center around brand identity design, social media designs as well, posters, social media posters, and uh, a little bit of uh, research, a little bit of research and traveling there. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, Photoshop earlier. Do you still use Photoshop to do all your design work? Yeah, I, one of my tools, I use Photoshop. Photoshop is one of the tools that I use. I use Photoshop, I use Illustrator. So I, I like to use Illustrator to do everything. Then what I want to package, when I want to do the, the photo editing part, I use Photoshop. But my favorite app is Illustrator, Adobe Illustrator. Awesome. I also love Illustrator. It's so great. Yeah, there's this other tool I'm looking forward to work with now. Uh, Affinity Design. Do you know Affinity Design? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking for. I heard it's, it's not, you know, here in Africa, uh, most of these tools may not really be targeted at all. So I don't know if you know what I mean. The subscriptions are there. And so, as designers, we, we want to be able to pay for those subscriptions. And if you put the subscription of your tools in your bill, most clients will want to run away. So I thought about, okay, Affinity Design does not have those subscription, right? I know I hate they don't have those subscriptions. So I, will, I was thinking of how to transition into using Affinity Design and see how I can work with it. If I can work with it as good as I work with it on Illustrator, I will just move towards and see how I can do from there. But I still love Illustrator. Oh, beautiful. What's one piece of advice for someone that, like you, is wants to get into the design field and is sort of starting with 
not a design degree, what, what advice would you give them? For me to answer the question, I'm going to talk about purpose. So before you to start in this direction, you have to know your purpose. There basically two purpose to this thing. For me, I started with the purpose of making money because I have to take care of myself, I have to fend for myself, I needed to parent and pay bills. So I didn't know I was going to like design, I didn't know it was for me, I just knew that ah, it's something I can actually do, um, you know, it's, it, it came easy for me. So I started, so if your purpose is to make money, it's not a bad idea, it works. If it's to make a living, it works. So funny enough, funny enough, if money is a purpose for you to do this, it's a good motivation. You're going to go far. But the thing is, as you continue to do it, if you're doing it well, you're going to get a lot of gigs, you're going to get a lot of jobs, and you're going to get money. So it comes to a point where if the money is not big, you won't want to do the gig. And most of the time, I notice that because of my my drive was money, there's some gigs that I want to do, there's some designs I want to do that I like. The pay is small. I just can't do it. I, I end up becoming lazy, like a district car about it because the pay is not there. So I would advise someone who's, who's starting up, if, if your purpose is money, learn to transition from money as a purpose to solving problems. So that you can, you can, once you know that you can, okay, now I have some money to take care of myself. Let me start solving problems. If you transcend into solving problems as your purpose of design, you will be able to be able to push your limits. You'll be able to do stuff. So, if you remain at that uh, money as your purpose for work thing, you you get tired, you get frustrated. But at the beginning, it really works. It pushes. I think it even pushes faster than you as your purpose solve problem or doing it for fun. Yeah. So, so if you're doing it for fun, you just go ahead and do it. And for fun, it's a lot easy. So. From time to time, you get to make money and you grow into. So you now start to decide, okay, I'm doing this for fun. Should I start making money out of it? That's for someone who starts to be fun. So uh, it's, it's, it's a good thing to move, especially in this world where I noticed that I like to talk about purpose because even the education that we have here in the world, going to school, there was a purpose behind it. So I noticed that if the purpose of the thing is bad, the whole, the whole thing itself is bad. So why are you going to school in the first place? If you're going to school because you want to solve a particular problem, you not go to that particular... So, some of the problems that I want to solve are not in schools. You know, some people want money problem. They don't teach us how to handle money in school. You understand? So, you have to go somewhere where you have to learn that one. So, I believe school is not for everybody. So, if, you're, if you want to move to design, people design your thing. Find your purpose, align yourself, start work, then transition into something better. I think that's great advice because like you said, there's sometimes, especially early on in your career where the projects don't pay very well and it's really important to want to design for another reason than just money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very correct. What is one piece of advice for people that are more senior designers? Oh, good, good, good. Uh, what I would say is as a senior designer, you have the... You have a responsibility for junior designers, whether you know them or not, all over the world. Why do I say that? Because I notice that you know, some things people say, they say things like, I'm self-made, you know, I'm self-made, I self No, somehow, some way, someone is involved. You probably learn from somebody, probably just watching them, or they said something, or they inspired you without even knowing you don't do their thing. So somehow, someone is involved. So you should also be some kind of inspiration to someone. Figure out a way where you can reach out to one person, two person, and help people move them. Especially because you cannot solve all the problems in the world. 
you cannot do it. So it, it's, it's about solving problems one person at a time. So if you, if you get a junior designer and help them solve their design problem, they get to now learn and get better things so they can solve other problems. It was a good way for you, like you're doing right now. You're doing a good, you're doing very good work, you know. You're doing very good work, giving, giving me the opportunity to share ideas and talk like this, you know, uh, and all of that. So I, I tell them to empathize and with younger designers, share your stories, teach them how to do this stuff, you know. And all, what I would like to also say is, most of the time, a lot of senior designers talk only about design. And this is, uh, I was talking to a younger designer one time, and she said the reason why she did not continue in design is she needed money. She, like, she was desperate, she needed money to eat, she needed money to get clothes, she needed money to pay rent. So at the time, as a junior designer, money don't really come at the time. You want to intend and, uh, what's the word now, do for free and stuff. So she had to go get a job because money was important. So I would like senior designers to actually teach people how did you survive that to your young time where you were designing for free, when you were learning, where there was no money. Because I believe we all have some kind of connection. We all went through some kind of the same experiences. So probably if you're able to make it as a senior designer, how did you do it? We know it's not just about the skill. There's some other things you have, probably skills or something you did that was different. So we would like them to share. Yeah, they should share. So there are a lot of great elements of the creative communities that we're part of, but there's also a lot of negative things too. There's racism and patriarchy and ableism and other bigotry. What are your tips for people to to deal with fighting and resisting those bigotries? Uh, awesome question. You know, the thing about it is you know, something I've learned in my life as growing up and becoming who I am right now is uh, you cannot uh, fight everybody. You cannot solve every problem. So what you want to do is, first of all, you want to categorize these things. Which of them affects you? By the time you notice one that affects you, so you, the thing is, you know, I don't like to fight fire for fire. I like to give the idea of, say, okay, uh, we have a bucket of dirty water and uh, and I want a bucket of clean water. So I can decide to stop pouring clean water in that bucket of dirty water and I'll continue to do that till one day the bucket is going to be clean. It's going to be filled with clean water. So, but if you start to fight it, you're going to get into trouble. You know, you're going to, you may not be able to handle what comes. You know, so what, it, what I want to do is, is you, you know, you attract your kind. You attract your kind. So if you're the person who does those sort of things, those sort of things will come to you. And if you're not, if you're on your own, doing the right things at the right time, moving on, doing the best that you can, such kind of stuff will come to you. And by chance, we are we 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 are forced to engage with situations like that. What I would say is, you should just uh, okay, it has happened, it has happened. Learn to forgive, move on. Especially if it didn't really affect you, if it, it's if it's really bad, probably you have to talk to the authorities that are involved and stuff. But if it's something that you know you can live up, you can walk away from, then do well to forgive and just, you know, have the positive mindset. Who is one person that our listeners should know about? I would like to mention some people here in Nigeria because uh, these guys have really inspired me and I believe that the other part of the world should know. Okay, first of all, I would like to say someone, someone like Chris Do. Chris Do is, a, is someone who is known internationally, people should listen to him. And somebody again I would like to call is a uh, uh, Victor Victor Fatomi. Victor Fatomi is a friend of mine and he taught me design. After I've learned 
them on my own. I noticed that I needed to learn some more, so I traveled over to the city, to Lagos, to the capital of Nigeria, and I met him. So he taught me design. Victor Fatomi is his name. Then also uh, Tunji. Tunji is also a good friend of mine. He taught me stuff, and I'm still talking to them as part of the future. They're really so. Then uh, one other person I'm going to mention right now is Emmanuel Omole. Emmanuel Omole is a very good friend of mine. We work together right now. You know, he didn't know this. When I met him, my this guy was better than me in design. So, and we connected on a we connected on another level. So it's okay. If I become his friend, I'm definitely gonna be better. So I became his friend, and he has helped me. He has pushed me to the point where I become better. So. I want to say thank you to Chris Du, Victor Fatumi, Tunji, and Emmanuel Omole. Awesome. I will make sure that the links to all of them and their work is in the show notes as well, so people can check them out. Uh, what book do you think everyone should read? It Need is a book I'm reading because it's so important as a designer to know why you're doing what you do and figuring out your purpose. It, it helps because if it's aligned with you, you go far and it's going to be easy for you. So there's a book out here. I don't know if you know Simon Sinek. Yeah. Yeah. Simon Sinek started with why and I continue to uh, find your why. These are really great books that I helped me because I, I want to be an entrepreneur. So I said, why don't I be, I like, I like, uh, it talks about how Apple, Microsoft and all the modern companies are able to find their why and tell their stories from that perspective. And are able to get a big share of the market. So, because of why they know their why. So, I would like to tell people to get that book, read it, figure out your why. You know, they do that two parts. One, you first of all understand your why, and two, you find it out. So, the second book tells you how to find out your why or purpose. So, you get someone to help you and you read the book and you figure it out. So, those books by Sam Sinek. There are some other books about, about him that we should go check out. Awesome. Uh, great recommendation. I'm going to order both those books and take a look at them. Oh, I'm sure. It feels good to be the one to recommend a book for you. Awesome. <laughs> so I believe everyone should get paid for their time. So on this show, we share the profits from our advertisements with all of our guests. Are there other ways the listeners can support you? How do I say this, now? Yeah. Ways the listeners can support me is share the video, share the content. Then when you follow me on Twitter, you should share. I'm going to be posting some recent work that I get. So you can share my work so I can get other other designers to or other businesses and companies to see my work and probably so that I can work with them. Yeah. That's what I would like. I would like them to share my work until some big organization, some company. I would like to say Nike, I like Nike or not necessarily Nike though, but any other company out there in the world that is that might see my work from your sharing or from their sharing and say, Oh, I like this work, I would like to work with him and probably give me a walk. I'll be very glad if they can do that. Awesome. Great. So there'll be links to your work in the show notes for people to check out to share to hopefully hire you at Nike. That's I love that you're putting that energy out there. Yeah, none of us really Nike. Most people have big designers I work with them, but anybody that's anybody I don't know. I just I was excited or not and so I just say Nike I really like them. I wear new Nike shoes. I love them. Nice, nice. Yeah, let's uh let's get Brian a job at Nike. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Where where's the best place to for people to find you? Uh there's Dribble, there's Instagram. Uh, yeah, Dribble and Instagram. And in the coming I think in June I'll be setting up my website to probably showcase my work. So now Dribble, Behance and uh Instagram. And they are all the same handle. Brian Benibov. Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. 
Fantastic. Awesome. Brian, thanks so much for being on Bezier. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we wrap up? Yeah, also, yeah. You know, one thing I like to share is I never knew I was going to be on Bezier. I just, I was in, I was in Lagos. I had an event. So I saw Ariel Fox. So we, we had a little chat. And she probably did a, what, a Twitter chat with you. I'm like, oh, and all of a sudden I'm here. So I want to say a very big thank you to Ariel Fox. I'm not very thank to Zach Grosser. You know, you did. <laughs> you don't know what this means to me. It's so much. I'm trying to contain myself. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's good work you do there. Uh, it, it, funny enough, you see how your work has affected me. It has fully influenced me to further do what I do. So I want to say a very big thank you to Bezier. Say a big thank you to Zach. And, and I hope that I'm going to be your friend. I'm going to continue sending you emails, probably conversations, and, and just talk, you know, just for the sake of friendship. Because I, I like you. I connect with you. You're a good person. Uh, thanks, Brian. Yeah, I'd love to keep talking with you. And uh, for the listeners, if you haven't heard the episode from Ariel Fox, you should definitely check that out, too. Awesome. That's who connected it, Brian and I. So um, really grateful. Bezier is a design interview podcast amplifying voices in our creative communities that don't already have large platforms and aren't working at big five tech companies. We focus on finding guests from all over the world and representative of as many of us as possible. If you have a great guest idea for Bezier, please email us at inquiry at zoct.studio. That's I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at Z-A-C-H-T dot studio.